the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Healing Word Program is a ministry of the Largo Community Church, where Christ is honored and people are loved. You're invited to join us in worship via live streaming this Sunday morning at either 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock. Visit LargoCC.org and click on Watch Live. God has a plan. It's a perfect plan. It's a wonderful plan. It's a plan for you. And God has had you in sight all these years. Welcome to The Healing Word, a radio ministry of the Largo Community Church. Here's Pastor Jack Morris with today's message that will grow your faith in God and lead you to a closer walk with Jesus. Now, by the grace of God, I'm going to try to unravel the mystery of unanswered prayer. Every Christian who prays has experienced uh, unanswered prayer. And you have questioned, where is the answer? Why hasn't the answer come? Has God heard me? Do I have enough faith? Uh, Or do I lack in faith? Is there something wrong in my life? And so all of these questions plague us and perplex us. But today, hopefully, the Word of God will give some insight into that mystery. We all would like to pray with mountain-moving faith, all of us. We'd all like to get results and get results quickly. I was talking to a lady of our church not, well, it's been a couple of few months ago and trying to encourage her over the phone and uh, mentioned about sometimes prayer The answer to prayer is a progressive answer. Sometimes it's an immediate answer, just like that. Sometimes it's a progressive answer. And she said, Pastor, I like those immediate answers. (laughs) Well, I do too. (laughs) We we all would like those. But but they don't always come that way. Sometimes we see pieces. We see something beginning to happen. We know that God is beginning to move. The, the full answer, the result hasn't come in, in completion. But something is happening and we are observing it. God is doing something. So we pray. And sometimes the prayer is answered immediately. Sometimes it's progressive. And sometimes we're still waiting. So someone asked the question, well, Pastor, why pray? Why pray? Is God really concerned about me selling my house? Is God really concerned about me finding my lost cat? Is God concerned about my house possibly going to foreclosure? Is God concerned that my loved one has cancer and is dying? Pastor, where is God? I don't see anything happening. I keep praying. But where is God? Would anything be different if I hadn't prayed? I prayed and nothing happened. If I didn't pray, nothing would have happened. So then why pray? So these questions will come, but we don't want to express those questions out loud. It will taint us and somebody will think we're not a Christian. But being honest, we're human and we do have questions. But thank God, Christians everywhere are testifying to 
answers to prayer. Thank God, Christians everywhere. At the same time, Christians everywhere are still waiting and wondering where the answer is. Well, I'd much rather talk about answered prayer than unanswered prayer. But I'm going to start by talking about answered prayer. So hear the word of God. Let it sink deep into your heart and into your mind. Let the word of God reach out and grab you this morning. This is God's word. Take it in. One pastor was saying I was, that he listens to uh, sermons or he listens to the word uh, on his car with the CD. And someone says, well, do you get sermons when you listen? He said, no, sermons get me. So I pray that something from God's word will get you today. Now, the Bible is lavished with promises that God hears and answers prayer. All through the Bible, the promises. I'm only going to read some of them. You may get bored. You may think I'm reading too much. But just listen to a few of these promises. Jesus said, I tell you the truth. It's the truth. I'm not lying to you. I tell you the truth. If you have faith and do not doubt, you can say to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and it will be done. Now here's this. If you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for. Whoa. Now listen to that. I tell you the truth. You will receive whatever you ask for. I got that. Again, Jesus said, I tell you that if two of you agree on earth about anything you would ask for, it will be done by my Father in heaven. Wow. That's pretty plain, isn't it? All right, here's another one. Jesus Therefore, I tell you, says Jesus, whatever you ask in prayer, believing, you will have it. It will be yours. Oh, again, let me give you one more from Jesus. You may ask me anything in my name, and I'll do it. So there you have it. So why are we still waiting when he made such lavish promises? And in the Old Testament... But when we read these promises of Jesus, unanswered prayer is all the more disturbing in light of these promises. All right, I'm going to talk about prayers unanswered. There are some instances in both the Old Testament and the New Testament of unanswered prayer. I'm going to name just a few of them. David and Bathsheba had a son. That son was conceived out of wedlock. But it was a son, an innocent son, born into this world with a pure heart. That son became ill after they took the little baby into their hearts. They loved it. It cooed. They fed it. They bathed it. And then it took ill. And in the last seven days, the baby his health was deteriorating. And David, having already repented and turned to God for his sin, got on his face prostrate before the Lord on the floor for seven days. He didn't get up with his face on the floor. For seven days he didn't eat. For seven days he cried out to God, Save my baby, this little innocent baby. This baby had nothing to do with this sin. Save my baby. God took that baby 
That prayer wasn't answered with all the fasting, with all the praying, with all the repenting. That prayer was not answered. Let me tell you another one. How about the Apostle Paul? The Apostle Paul. Is there a greater apostle in the New Testament than the Apostle Paul? Who wrote over half the New Testament if he wrote the book of Hebrews. We're not sure who wrote the book of Hebrews, but we know it's inspired divinely by the Lord. The book of Hebrews. Paul the Apostle. He could cast out demons. He could speak the word and the demons would come out. The sick would be healed. He prayed for the churches. The churches that he established. And many of those prayers were not answered. Those churches didn't come in line with what he was teaching and preaching. And he prayed for them. What about when he prayed for Timothy, his beloved son of the faith who had a sick stomach? Paul could pray and people would be healed. But Timothy wasn't healed with all the faith and all the prayer of the apostle Paul. That's when he said to Timothy, take a little wine for your stomach's sake. Or likely had dysentery. Was wasting away. Very, very ill. But let me tell you the most famous prayer that wasn't answered by Paul. Paul had a thorn in the flesh. And three times he prayed, God, take this away from me. I am tormented. I'm sick. I'm buffeted by this messenger of Satan. And he prayed in faith, believing that God would take that thorn away. And God did not take it away. God never took it away. Now, I don't want you to think I'm sacrilegious, what I'm going to say, but I have to tell you, Jesus prayed a prayer, and it wasn't answered the way he first started that prayer out. When Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane, and God brought the cup to him, bearing the sin of the world, the slime and sin and corruption of mankind and put it to his lips, Jesus backed away from the will of God temporarily. And he prayed, Father, if it's possible, take this cup away from me. I don't want to drink the sin that will separate you and me. We've been together as one throughout all eternity past. He prayed, take it away. If possible, take it away. God didn't take it away. He had to drink it. Friends, some of us are going to have to drink some cups. So we don't want to drink. But God has a plan. And God sees tomorrow. And God knows your life. And you're God's child. And he's going to care for you and take care of you. So here's a few prayers. So some of us today have prayers that we're still waiting on. Look at the saints of God of old. Pastor Morris will return in a moment with the conclusion of today's message. Following an invitation for you to learn more about the Largo Community Church by visiting our website, largocc.org. There, you'll find links to all the ministries the church has to offer, including Sunday school, men's and women's fellowships, small groups, youth ministries, and many more. There's also a link for you to join our live worship services every Sunday morning at 9 and 11 o'clock and a donation tab where you can partner with us in reaching the metropolitan area with the Healing Word Ministry. 
We invite you to visit LargoCC.org and get involved in our dynamic and growing ministry. The Largo Community Church, where Christ is honored and people are loved. Now, let's return to the conclusion of today's message. Sometimes when prayers aren't answered, God has something better in store. Now, I know some of you right now are saying, Pastor, I don't want you to even go there. I don't want to hear that. That's an old cliche. God has something better in mind. But he does. Listen to me. If if David's son had lived, that son would have become the king of Israel. He would have followed David. But God had another king in mind, and that was, was Solomon. Solomon was the one that was going to use the influence of Israel to open up the whole known world. Solomon was the one through David, through Solomon, that a greater king was coming who would be the savior of the world. And God needed Solomon. Solomon was God's plan. And God had a plan to save the whole world, provided that world would come to him. God had a better plan. How about the apostle Paul? When Paul prayed, God, I had this thorn in the flesh. Take it away from me. Three times he prayed and God didn't take it away. What was going on? Paul the apostle had been caught up into the third heaven prior to that prayer. And he saw things that couldn't be formed and expressed and depicted in human language. Heaven is a, must be a beautiful place. <laughs> of course it is. He saw things so great. And then he came back. And God told him to go minister. And Paul says this. Paul is telling us that if that thorn had been removed from him, he no doubt would have, Paul is saying this, I'm going to read it to you in just a moment, would have been lifted up in pride. Now Paul feared pride more than anything else in the world. Would to God that some of us would be humble and get rid of that, I was going to say stinky pride. (laughs) Pride was the downfall of Satan. And pride has been the downfall of many Christians. Pride. Pride is of the devil. And when your feelings are hurt because you're proud, you have have given in to Satan. You haven't given in to God. You have given in to the devil. Do you know who you gave in to? Do you know who you're following at that moment? God help us. And this is what Paul feared more than anything else. That he would be lifted up in pride because he was the only one who was caught into heaven and saw what he saw. None of the other apostles saw it. And so God told him that he had to keep that thorn in the the flesh because of pride. Paul feared pride more than anything else. Do I have to say it again? Paul didn't fear death. Paul didn't fear martyrdom. Paul didn't fear anything but one thing. And that was pride. And he knew this. Why did he fear pride? Because he knew pride would do him in. He would lose the touch of God. He would lose the power of God. He may even lose his own soul if he didn't stay humble before the Lord and deal with that that pride. So this is what Paul said. He acquiesced to God and he said this. Paul... Therefore, if you're not going to take it away, now I know why you're not going to take it away. 
Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest upon me. For when I am weak, then am I strong. God says, if you want me to be weak so that your power and glory might be shown through me, then therefore, so be it. I would rather be weak and have the power of God, the love of God, the grace of God, the goodness of God, the very image of Christ coming forth. Then give me that thorn in the flesh. I'd rather have Jesus and follow the Lord Jesus. So I'm talking about sometimes when things don't happen or turn out the way we want them to or our prayers aren't answered on our schedule. Sometimes God does have something better. And God had the power and grace of God and the ministry of Christ through Paul in the establishing of many churches and the reaching of many souls for the Lord. But Paul was only human. And he could have gotten a little cocky. I'm the greatest of the apostles. Instead of that, he said, I'm the least of the apostles. And he boasted in the Lord. Now, what about Jesus if he had not drunk the cup of the sin of the world? If he had, when he prayed, Father, Take that cup from me, if it's possible. If, if it can be done another way. God said it can't be done another way. You must go by the way of the cross. You must bear the sins of the world. If God had taken that cup away, if that prayer of Jesus had been answered, this planet, you listening, this planet and every living human being before and after Christ, including you and me, would have been lost and ruined forever. You see, God did have something better. God did have a plan. Now, how then should we pray? Okay. I'm going to try to answer that question. One of the disciples in Matthew chapter 6 asked that same question, came to Jesus and said, teach us how to pray. We, we really don't know how to pray. We must be praying wrong. It may have been some of their prayers weren't being answered the way they thought, maybe on the time schedule they thought. So they asked him, we really want to pray prayers of faith, mountain-moving prayers of faith. Teach us how to pray. And he gave them the Lord's Prayer. So here it is. How then shall we pray? Number one, read it. Yes, we're going to present our request in prayer. We're going to pray for Reyes to be healed and for this dear mother to be healed and we, we prayed for Mrs. Mosley and look here she is a second Sunday in a row right here with us and I, I thought I, I, I was very concerned when I learned of her condition so very very serious I don't think it could have gotten any more serious if it had she would have gone to heaven But here she is. So we are to pray. We are to present a request. We are to come boldly to the throne of grace. Come on, saints of God. Present your request. Pray your prayers. Ask and it shall be given. Seeking you will find. Knocking it will be open. So we are to come to God's throne boldly. Why? Because we have a father. Jesus said when you pray, say, Our Father which art in heaven. You know who your God is. He is your heavenly father. Okay? Present your request. Now, you have it in your bulletin. Cut it out. Take it home. Put it on your, 
in your, on your Bible, pray your prayers. Saints of God, pray your prayers. Present your request. Okay, number two. Read it with me, please. Align Align ourselves. I'm going to have now to align myself. I'm going to have to humble myself. I'm not going to try to get God to align himself with me and my purposes, which many, many Christians do. They try to get God to come over, change his mind, change his purpose, move over. I know I have to make sure I am aligned with God and his purposes. You see, very often we go to God and we have something specific in mind. We have something, we, we know what we want. And we already are seeing it in our imagination. And we want it to turn out just like we see it. Just like we're imagining it. And we say, God, drop another Christmas gift down the chimney and let it be exactly what I asked Santa Claus to bring me. Exactly what I want. I have to align myself with the purposes of God. I have to seek what his will is. And the giving of my life and my mind over to the Lord. I have to do that. You see, in Matthew 12, chapter 26, look at Jesus now. I'm going to read it to you. Jesus in Gethsemane. When he prayed about that cup, Father, take that cup, if it's possible. Three times he prayed for that cup to be removed, if possible. Three times. God knew what his son wanted. His son wanted the cup removed. Well, according to the flesh, he said. Jesus said, my flesh is weak. He, he came to bear our infirmities. He knows that we're weak too. Sometimes we get off course just a little bit. And the Lord understands that. But he gets us back on course when we ask him to. But notice what Jesus said. And this is what he said. And he went a little further and fell on his face and prayed, saying, Oh, my Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. And then he said this, Nevertheless, not what I will, but what you will. Friend, listen to me, and listen with your heart. Whatever you pray, put a nevertheless on that prayer. The will of God. God knows everything that is going on. You're not going to surprise him with any request. He knows what you're going to ask before you ask, but he wants you to go ahead and ask. Now notice what he says. Jesus, again, if you remain in me and my words remain in you. Friend, all I need is to have the Bible written in my heart. That's what I need. I don't need to know what God's will is for tomorrow and for all these other situations and needs. All I need to know, am I following the book? Am I doing his will that is written and revealed? This is his revealed will. Don't fret and, and, uh, and burden yourself with trying to find out what the will of God is. Here's where you can find out what the will of God is. Align yourself with this. And now, you know what will happen? You'll have mountain-moving faith. You'll have mountain-moving faith. And while you're waiting on that answer to come, it takes more faith now to wait on the answer that hasn't come yet. When the answer comes, you don't need faith now. It's here. But while you're waiting on the answer to come, for the healing to come, for the finances to come, for the house to be sold, uh, for the cat to be found, 
while you're waiting. There's where you need the faith. And there's where God is going to have you faith. Now you can pray with mountain-moving faith. You put that nevertheless on the end of that prayer and give it over to God. And simply what you're saying, when you say nevertheless, you're saying, God, that's my prayer. Take it from here. Take it away and leave it there in His hands. We hope today's healing word has been a blessing and has encouraged your faith in God to grow. We invite you to email Pastor Morris directly at contact us at thehealingwordministries.com and share your blessing or send a prayer request and Pastor Morris will pray for you. The Healing Word is a ministry of the Largo Community Church and exists to grow your faith in God and lead you to a closer walk with Jesus. But we can't do it alone. Will you consider partnering with Pastor Morris today by praying for the ministry? And consider sending a gift to help us in reaching those who are struggling with life's challenges and need hope for tomorrow. You can make your tax-deductible donation in a matter of minutes by visiting our website, largocc.org. Click on The Healing Word and follow the Donations tab to complete your support of this vital ministry. You can also mail a check made out to The Healing Word to 1701 Enterprise Road in Bowie, Maryland, 20721. Be sure to tune in tomorrow at this same time for another edition of The Healing Word. Until tomorrow, blessings on you.